message you're about listening to is a sermon by Bishop George Ajiman, the General Overseer of Winnish Chapel, Ghana. Be encouraged, inspired, and uplifted as he brings the word of life to your spirit and soul. One of the surest ways we need to be comforted by our God is in the area of how we will survive economically. And I want to share with us this morning what I have titled Understanding Covenant Prosperity. Understanding Covenant Prosperity. But before we start, please open with me to the book of Haggai chapter 1. We will read a portion of scripture to be nourished, to be edified. Chapter 1, verse 3. Then the word of the Lord came by Haggai the prophet, saying, Is it time for you yourselves to dwell in your paneled houses and this temple to lie in ruins? Now therefore, thus says the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. You have sown much and bring in little. You eat, but do not have enough. You drink, but you are not filled with drink. You clothe yourselves, but no one is warm. And he who earns wages, earns wages to put into a bag with holes. Thus says the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. Go up to the mountains and bring wood and build the temple that I may take pleasure in it and be glorified, says the Lord. You have looked for much, but indeed it came to little. And when you brought it home, I blew it away. Why? Says the Lord of hosts. Because of my house that is in ruins, while every one of you runs to his own house, Therefore, the heavens above you withhold the dew, and the earth withholds its fruit. For I called for a drought on the land and the mountains, on the grain and the new wine and the oil, on whatever the ground brings forth, on men and livestock, and all and on all the labor of your hands. May the Lord bless the reading of his word in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. I believe one of the things that the coronavirus pandemic has brought is the drought. People losing their jobs, people not even sure of what to eat. And God is making us know that he is in control. Even in the drought, he cares for his own. And he's letting us know that when we let, we let the house of God, the kingdom of God, we leave it desolate. He also calls these to bring us 
in line to remind us to seek the kingdom first before every other thing. We have prayed, we have cried to him. People that would not usually pray have these times stood up and prayed and God has preserved us. Must we not continue to promote his kingdom? That is why I share with us understanding covenant prosperity. And I want you to know something that if your life will be outstanding, you have to have understanding of the issues of God. Everything outstanding in this life has its roots in understanding. When you understand the principles it opens a door for you to walk in its ways. When you don't have understanding, even though you hear, yet it will be difficult for you to do certain things. When you go to the hospital and you are told to take bitter medicines, you come home and you don't throw those medicines away. You take them because you understand that even though the medication is bitter, it will lead to health. So however uncomfortable it is to take that, you still go ahead and do it. And that is how kingdom principles run. Jesus Christ said, he says, my burdens are not grievous. The things that the covenant, the kingdom demands are not grievous. But oftentimes we have challenges because we don't have understanding of them. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Verse 3, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 3. He says, but even if our gospel is veiled, if our gospel is not being understood, it is veiled to those who are perishing. And these are the people whose minds the God of this age has blinded. So when you don't have understanding, it is because the devil has chosen to block your mind. Whose minds the God of this age has blinded, who do not believe. So unbelief is an act of wickedness. Why don't they believe? Because the light of the gospel might shine unto them. He said, lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them. 
If the devil does not hold you and he makes you understand, then the light in the gospel will shine upon you and you will break forth into the glory of God. So the devil controls the understanding. He takes the light away so that you do not understand. Verse 5 of 2 Corinthians chapter 4, For we do not preach ourselves, but Jesus Christ the Lord, and ourselves your bond servants for Jesus' sake. For it is the God who commanded light to shine out of darkness. You see, the devil brings darkness, but God commands light to break forth into the darkness so that we can be liberated. There are many believers that have heard the gospel of prosperity and are still held in bondage of lack and poverty. Why? Because the devil has blinded their minds. Otherwise, they will understand and they will be free. For it is the God who commanded light to shine out of darkness who has shone in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. There are many that have heard the gospel on divine healing, divine health, and still carry sickness and disease on, in their bodies and their mouth. Anytime they open their mouth, they are talking sickness and disease, complaining sickness and disease. Why? They have heard the gospel all right. They have heard what Christ has come to do for them, but they lack the understanding. And because it is not understood by them, even though they have heard, yet it does not benefit them. I am here to share with you the scriptures that will cause you to understand. Once you have understanding, then the benefits of the gospel shall be yours. May the Lord God Almighty bless this word in your heart in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Look at it in Matthew chapter 13. Matthew chapter 13 talks about the parable of the sower. The sower went out to sow. And some of the seeds fell by the, by the wayside, some on stony ground, some on thorny ground, and some on good ground. And the seeds that fell on good ground began to bear fruit. That is the only seed that bore fruit. The seed that fell on good ground. And some fruits came hundredfold, some sixtyfold, some thirtyfold. It's a passage, it's a parable I believe every one of us is familiar with. Now look at Matthew chapter 13 and verse 23. Verse 23. But he who received seed on the good ground is he who hears the word. Just like you are sitting here hearing the word. That is the first step to enjoying the light. Hearing. It says, but he who received seed on the good ground is he who hears the word and then continues by saying what? 
and understands it. Is it in your Bible? All right? So not only must you hear the word, you must also understand it. And when you do understand the word you have heard, it defines a path of action for you. And when you do act on that which you have understood from the word of God, it bears fruit for you. Hallelujah. But he who received seed on the good ground is he who hears the word and understands it. All right? So the bearing of fruit is not based, anchored only on the hearing of the word of God. Brethren, we are seated here hearing this message. But by the end of this year, the stories of each person will be different. The stories of each person will be different. Why? Because hearing we have all heard. Except there is anyone deaf here. I don't think there is anyone deaf here. So for hearing, we are hearing. Now what is the next thing that is going to bring the differentiation? Understanding. Have you understood what is being said? All right? So not only must we hear, we must also strive to understand if we must bear fruit. Because fruit only comes to those who hear, understand, act, and then the fruit comes. Verse 23 again. But he who received seed on the good ground is he who hears the word and understands it, who indeed bears fruit and produces. See? So for you to produce, for you to show forth the fruit of what you are hearing today, you must hear, you must understand, you must act, and then the fruit will come to you. Who indeed bears fruit and produces some hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. Praise God. God is able to make all grace abound towards you so that you, having all sufficiency in all things, may abound unto every good work. Right? God makes the grace available. I am saying that that grace is made available to those who have understanding of the word. When understanding dawns on you, the grace is released. The giving grace that I have understood has lifted me from the dust of lack and want and has positioned me where I, I am and is taking me on from glory to glory. Definitely, my life is a testimony of hearing the word, understanding the word, doing the word that has given me the privilege. Today, many people see me and say, I am the blessed of the Lord. In fact, People will not count me amongst those who lack. But I didn't come from that kind of background. 
I came from a background where for two years in school, I wore only one pair of trousers every day, seven days a week. I came from a background where to have clothes on my back, I had to look onto the, the, the husband of my sister. So my sister would go and collect his old clothes and bring to me. And the man was huge and tall. So I would take his clothes and then my mother had sewing machine, singer. Then I would cut and then before I would get something to wear. That is the background I came from. But today, to the glory of God, I don't have lack of any of those things because of the understanding of the giving grace. It is my prayer today that you also will understand. You also will know that yes, God is God in such matters. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Understanding covenant prosperity. What is a covenant? You need to know how God has positioned himself and bound himself to what he has said concerning you. What is a covenant? It is a deal that is enacted by God, a deal, an agreement, an agreement enacted by God based on his defined terms. The terms of the covenant are defined by God. So you have to know the terms of the covenant and be bound by them. God has made mankind in such a way that when you are thirsty and you know what to do, the thirst will go away. When you are thirsty and you drink water, the thirst won't persist. No. When you are hungry and you eat food, hunger won't persist. No. When you are poor and you know the terms of the covenant of prosperity and you abide by them, you won't remain poor. That is the covenant enacted by God on defined terms, sealed with an oath God swore. When we were growing up, they told us not to swear, not to... But God wanted to show his commitment in this. And he looked around. He wanted somebody greater than him so that he can say that I swear in the name of this person. But unfortunately, God didn't see anyone greater than him. So what did he do? He still went ahead and swore and swore by himself, in himself with himself. God says, I am committed to whatever level. I am committed. So when we are talking about the covenant, we are talking about God standing up and say, this is what I say. If you do your part, I will do my part. The covenant of day and night. 
whenever there is day, there will always be night following. It doesn't matter how busy you are. It doesn't matter how prosperous you are. It doesn't matter anything. When there is day, night will follow. Even if you are the president of the world, you cannot wish that day continues for 48 hours. You cannot. Why? Because God instituted the covenant of day and night. And everyone bows to it. Today, when you do have understanding of the covenant of prosperity, luck in your life will end. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Hebrews chapter 6, verse 12. Listen. Hebrews chapter 6, verse 12. It says, don't you become sluggish. Concerning the covenant... Don't become sluggish, but imitate those who through faith and patience inherit the promises of the covenant. What God has said he will do, don't be sluggish in doing your part, but do your part in faith. And patiently wait for the promises. But as for the promises, they will surely come. And it is my prayer that even in this time of restrictions, in this time of fear, in this time of the shaking of organizations and everything of the world, you will know that the word of God stands sure. That what he has said concerning you will surely come to pass. Those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. Verse 13. For when God made a promise to Abraham. Listen carefully. These are very clear terms. For when God made a promise to Abraham. Because he could swear by no one greater than himself. He swore by himself. He didn't know what to do for you to understand that he means what he said. So he said, by myself, I have so. <laughs> because he could swear by no one greater, he swore by himself, saying, Surely, blessing, I will bless you. Multiplying, I will multiply you. If God is saying this to you, what will stop it from happening to you? Today, as you understand this covenant, may he surely bless you. May he surely multiply you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Verse 15, and so, after Abraham had patiently endured, he obtained the promise. <coughs> he obtained the promise. Genesis chapter 22. Genesis 22 from verse 16. God said, By myself I have sworn. God said, I, I, I swear. By who? Myself. <laughs> By myself I have sworn, says the Lord. Because you have done this. So there was something Abraham did. And what did Abraham do? 
take your son, the one that you love, and present him to me as a living sacrifice. Offer him as a burnt sacrifice unto me. And then Abraham obeyed to the point that when he raised the knife to slaughter Isaac, God said, hey, hold it. Now I know that you love me. May you pass that kind of test in your life. We read about Abraham, but we don't want to connect it to ourselves. But we say that we are the children of Abraham. But the things Abraham did, we don't want to do. In fact, we don't want to understand. In fact, we don't want to hear. No, 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 we don't want to hear. Bishop, don't talk like that. If you knew my situation, God knows your situation. I know your situation. That you need help. I know your situation. That you need a breakthrough. I know. Because you know. As you are looking at me, you too, you know. That you need help. But listen to the word of God. God is saying, by myself I have sworn. Because you have done this thing. Are you willing to make a sacrifice unto the Lord? Don't say bishop is preaching. Say, am I willing to obey God? I'm preaching because that is my work. What has my work got to do with you getting free from lack and want? Thank you for listening to this sermon by Bishop George Ajuman. We hope you have been blessed. To get more of this podcast, log on to our website, www.winnersghana.org. You can also follow his handle at Bishop George Ajeman on Facebook and SoundCloud. God richly bless you.